look, he's going in the midst of these polls. Let's just look at this. Is illegal immigration a very serious problem? 91% of Republicans say yes. 41% of Democrats, too. And so it's become a thing where it's increased among every single group from 2015 up to 2024. It's a shared concern. Well, and I think one of the things that we all also have to realize is that the, by the time that someone gets to the border, Troy, that is not our immigration policy. Right, right. We have to recognize that the reason that we got to this moment was that Trump himself dismantled a lot of the programs mm-hmm. where people could go ahead and file for some sort of visa or work permit in their home countries. And in an effort to rebuild that, you had COVID that really upended Latin America specifically. Sure. We had close to 16 million middle class Latin Americans that went directly into lower class. They went into poverty and there was no response internationally from any of this. Yeah. So as the, as the president goes in and talks about how tricky the situation is, how it's a Western hemispheric issue, I hope he also recognizes that there are essential workers that are demanding relief that have been here for 10, 20, 30 years yeah. that have been paying their taxes who have American children who are ready to vote for him if he actually recognizes their contributions. But what he is saying, what Trump is saying he's going to do is just deport them all. Exactly. He says he's going to deport 10 well, million people. He wants well, how to. How is he going to know who's, who's, who is. I think anybody Latino is suddenly going to be no, targeted anybody with an deportation accent. or anybody with an accent. Right. And anybody, right, black right. or brown. Right. I mean, he wants to formulate this program that's based on what they called Operation Wetback. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the horrible words, but yeah, that's but what they called it. Was it was in the 50s, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what he wants to do. It's a mass cruelty program, but what he's keying in on is that people are angry and they just want to see something cruel. The same people who didn't mind mm-hmm. that children were being taken off of their the breasts of their mothers or their breastfeeding right. and essentially stolen from their parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't mind that. They want that back. Explanation, though, is that here's like, let's just talk, be real. I, Democrats are, are rightfully panicked about right. a Donald Trump victory, right? Yeah, and so right. any sign that yeah. might you know indicate that he's going to win, I think, I think causes that level of agita. Most Republicans, like there's a there's a small percentage of like the actual base, the true believers, base Republicans who are not represented on cable news, like they have a lot of agitation about what would happen if a Joe Biden second term. But like elite Republicans, yeah, you're right. Elite Republicans are kind of fine with the Joe Biden totally. second term. They, they, they their life goes on. Their life might be better, frankly. <laughs> and so I, I think that is another reason that that explains the asymmetry. That is a very very good. They want the cruelty, Joy. That's yeah. the purpose of their movement. There's no ideology or policy or philosophy. They want the show. They want the spectacle of cruelty. They want to see the kids being separated from their parents. And this idea that's fundamental to so much of what they're doing of close the border, stop have, you know, stop abortion, all these things, they're, the core of it is this white replacement theory panic that they're all having. The core of it is, is a sickness where they believe that performative cruelty and mass deportations and all that somehow make them strong. This is a country that was always ne- it was never about blood and soil. It was always the propositional nation. You know, when my when my family's people came here in the 1800s and 1810s, they were German. They were the scum of the earth. And then we had successive groups where everybody you know who came in they had that transitory moment. Right now, we are I think breaking a vital cultural vow that we made in this country yeah. to when people come here and play by the rules, America was for everybody. It's not just for 
Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon. Well, by the way, Stephen Miller's family was a family that came here by migration. So did Ron DeSantis. For reform, we never would have been able to pull back $20 billion of spending from the IRS agents. We never would have gotten NEPA reform. Schumer and Hakeem wouldn't agree to that. I think what you have to do is walk into the position very strongly, negotiate directly with the president, Mm -hmm. use the strength of the majority. You never should have been out of that job. It's one of the big regrets I think Republicans always have, and I think Democrats regret it too. Mm -hmm. And I think if Donald Trump listens to Matt Gates and Steve Bannon, he loses. They have to understand that most of the people are not on the extremes. And if you could understand that, you're going to win. The first one to understand that and does what they think they should do, and now what the extremists are bullying them to do, is going to be successful. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, uh, 28 February in the year of our Lord, 2024. And um, I can tell you, I can report from the Imperial Capital that it is an absolute... Uh, um, was it fracas right now here about what's going to happen in the government shutdown? You got Hunter Biden testifying behind closed door um, under oath, uh, deposition, sworn deposition <clears throat> about the impeachment of Joe Biden for taking money. Uh, a lot of people have been uh, really, of course, ever since the laptop from hell came out, we've wanted to have this. But there's a lot of people spend a lot of time getting ready for the questions there. That's going to be a absolute Fist fight because the Democrats are going to come in hard and uh, and try to block everything. You've got this massive fight right now over the shutdown of the government, and the one thing you're not hearing is um, the one thing you're not hearing is uh, about the southern border. All of a sudden, it's about let's get the seven or eight bills, let's jam this all through and and save the speakership. Of course, on the um, on the sofa over at uh, Fox and Friends. They uh, had uh, they had McCarthy on for rubbing up on him. Of course, uh, uh, Mini Me Kill Me has got to sit there. And goes the biggest mistake? No, it's not the biggest mistake. As uh, uncertain as things are right now with Johnson, it's better than a guy like McCarthy that did everything he could to make sure the MAGA movement's uh, policies were not uh, were not effectuated. Right, everything from the J six. From the videos to the debt ceiling, I mean, these deals, the deals he cut. And right now, the the Republicans sat there and go, oh, hang on, hang on. We're not, if we're not going to get budget cuts, and Steve, you're just not going to get the massive cuts you want. In fact, you're not going to get any real cuts, but we're going to have policy wins. We're going to have lots of policy wins on the woke and weaponized. Okay, you're going to have lots of policy wins. That's not happening right now. Of course they're getting rolled on that. Plan A, I guess, is Johnson trying to get all these appropriations bills that they've had over a year to work on, a year. We're five months or six months into this budget. 
they're running off Nancy Pelosi's numbers from last year because they haven't approved this, but they've been working on this since March, since February, March, April of last year. So working for a year, they're going to try to jam it all in with no policy wins, zero. And even with that, he's got to give some temporary relief to get the work done. On the other hand, he said, oh, I can't do a CR. I'll be tossed out. And there's still he's not talking about he keeps giving happy talk about, oh, the, you know, U.S. security comes first. U.S. security comes first. But the Democrats and Schumer particularly are are sitting over there plotting on how to get, quote unquote, the supplemental, the 60 billion dollars to Ukraine. So let's give some clarity right here. Um, And this is what. I think it's appropriate time to get Bill Blaster out and to start lighting folks up. Today, they're really back kind of tonight. Uh, the, the deposition of Hunter Biden is taking up their time today. They will be back tomorrow or this evening for the full thing. I think they have conference, a quick meeting today and a conference meeting in the morning. I think in the conference, uh, they have to know they've heard from their constituents at 202-225-3121 and said, hey, if the border's not secure then he's got to shut down the government temporarily starting on March 1st, midnight this Friday, and then a, a total shutdown on the 8th if it hasn't been, if they haven't forced him to the table to take executive action on a couple of very basic things that could be done now, like remain in Mexico, like uh, the First Nation, where the first, where if you're going to be uh, a asylum seeker, you've got to stop in the First Nation. Uh, that's free. There's plenty of them. Those two alone. And remember, no economic migrants, no economic, there's no asylum for uh, economics that you sit there and put the camera in front of these folks. They're all here to get a better life. They're all here to get uh, to get better economic, uh, uh, you know, economic underpinnings. We understand that we're empathetic to that. We don't disagree that that's what they want to do, and we understand that, but that's not what our asylum system is, and that's just burying American citizens. You notice in the entire time, that uh, Joy Ann Reed and all these thinkers, and I think that's the new author. Is that the author of White World Rage? My crack uh, team is going to tell me this, uh, which is a new book out that says that the the problem in the country is the folks out in the hinterland, uh, the white folks out in the hinterland. It's your rage that's destroying the country. I, we'll get more into this. This is another uh, shot across uh, folks' bow, which couldn't be farther from the uh, – maybe it wasn't. Um, sitting there saying how, you know, you're the problem, the spectacle of cruelty. We don't want any spectacle of cruelty. That's why if you enforced the law and stopped it even before it became up here, there wouldn't be any, there wouldn't be anything. There wouldn't be at the border. We're trying to stop the cruelty of what happened in Athens, Georgia. What's happened, all these young girls have been murdered by the migrant crime wave. We're, we're trying to stop the spectacle of cruelty in midtown Manhattan. The spectacle of cruelty in Los Angeles and San Francisco and Chicago and, of course, throughout the rest of the country. That's what we're trying to stop. 202-225-3121. It'll make your – because they're going to try to block everything. Grace Chong's up in the chat rooms. If you get – if you download Bill Blaster, totally free. They can't, they can't run and hide from you. And let them know, bottom line – and here's, here's what's so maddening. The numbers are with us. I think Gallup – I'll try to put it up later in the show – 20, 20% of the country, they, you had to pick your number one topic, number one topic, number one issue. In January, 20% was immigration, 20%. And, of course, the question is never worded right, but just take it, 20%, which was the highest of everything. 
February, 28%. Never been a bigger jump on any issue, I think, in one month ever. And they're sitting there giving statistics from last night. Look at the Michigan turnout. What they're not telling you in Michigan, a massive turnout of the Republicans, the Democrats are 40 or 50% lower. You talk about intensity, enthusiasm, the enthusiasm gap. They're down 40%, I think maybe 50% by the time it's all all written. Plus, and this is going to change the dynamics in the Democratic Party, a massive show of force of the Arab Americans are the Muslims, however you want to say it, out of Dearborn and also the universities. I think it was Ann Arbor, the University of Michigan national football champions in Ann Arbor. I think the protest vote, the uncommitted vote was running as high as 35%, at least when I put my head on my my pillow. 35%. These university towns, remember the two the, the, the two uh, concentrations of Democrat votes in the country and the way they steal elections is university towns and urban areas. And what do they do? They have they have the voter rolls, they're all messed up, they want to be messed up, and then the mail in ballots and the ballot harvesting. And so yesterday in Detroit, this is a shocker uh, for everybody that is pro-Israel, for everybody in the Jew- American Jewish community, uh, you better get some pattern recognition here because that was a show of force. And this vote, quite frankly, was a anti-Jewish, anti-Israel vote. Let's call it exactly what it was. And the Democrats and these guys knew it. This is all those years of allowing, you know, Dearborn, Michigan, you got Minnesota. Hey, It's happening because, to be brutally frank, the math doesn't work for the Democrats unless they have Michigan. And if you look at the low turnout and the lack of enthusiasm with a bunch of these progressives, and I'm sure other Arab Americans just saying we're not going to go and vote, plus the protest vote, you add that up together, I don't know how mathematically they can feel they can win, win, uh, win Michigan. This will make the case for Whitmer even higher and higher and higher. Gretchen Whitmer, the the uh, the uh, Democratic governor, that that primary last night is going to is going to have massive impact in this presidential campaign. The reason I know it's going to have massive impact, Morning Joe didn't want to talk about. It. They want to talk about Nikki Haley's protest vote, which is also an issue that we'll get to, but not the way they play it. We're going to do it the smart way. Uh, Navarro, Brat, and others are going to join me at 11 o'clock, birchgold.com. If you think it's uh, turbulent right now, you ain't seen nothing yet, folks. we got a long way to go to November, and then after November, we got a long way to go after that, a longer way to go to sort this mess out and to take this country back. And there's going to be a lot of perturbations, a lot of turbulence. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Philip will join us on Friday. Philip Patrick and the team on the end of the dollar empire. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. 
Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, let's give you some inside baseball. So they're running around here now. And they want to get all these bills done, or at least the first four, whatever it is, for the first shutdown done. There are no policy wins. There's a few things in the margin, but there's no policy wins. And there's no border shutdown. He's playing their game to keep the, the keep because he doesn't want, you know, MSNBC, they've all got, they're inside his head. Oh, he can't shut it down. He can't have a partial shutdown. So they're going to work nonstop to try to get these bills and have the Senate actually try to do their job. But there's no policy wins. First of all, there's no cut to spending. No cut, no real cuts to spending. And there's no policy wins. Because remember, back when we first had this, this blow-up, they came to me and said, well, you know, you're not going to get your cuts. That can come later. That can come later. And remember, even Russ Vote was on here. Uh, but you're going to get policy wins. You're going to get woke and weaponized that. There's none of that. There's maybe a few things on the tiny margin that are irrelevant, ephemeral. So you get no policy wins, you get no budget cuts, you get no closed border, but, and, and don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that you get no Ukraine, they're coming back on that, the supplemental's still alive, and they're still working about how to cut, get that up on the, on the floor. So he says the right things, you got to worry, American citizen safety first, and Ukraine after that, and all of it. You see in the cold open, these folks don't give any quarter. You're called uh, racist, xenophobes. You are the worst people on earth. There's a new book out, White Rural Rage, that essentially lays all the problems in the country on white folks out in the countryside. Now, if you think that, and, and we're so fortunate as a country to have the folks out in the country of every ethnicity and race to be the backbone of the nation. And yet they turn, because they, they turn it, this is, how, this is what they do. This is neo-Marxism. This is now, you, uh, you white folks out, out in the country, the white rural rage crowd, which they say is the underpinning of Christian nationalism. Of course, of course, um, you're, you're the cause of all the problems. You're going to have your struggle session. This is your Mal. This is what Mal. Remember, Mal went to the countryside. The two guys who went to the countryside immediately. I'm going to give you a his, short history lesson. A short history lesson here. Joseph Stalin and uh, and uh, and actually Lenin, Lenin and Stalin and um, Mao Zedong. And they went after they go after the what is called the kulaks, the head peasants. Because those are the ones that most order. They got the kind of their, 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 uh, their, you know, their act together. 
They're organized. They're not rich by any means, but they're a little better than the rest of the serfs and the peasants because they just organize more. They work harder. They're just organized. You, see, you know these families. My mom and dad. My mom and dad were like kulaks, right? Kind of organized, you know, squared away, you know, the good householder, the good housekeeper, the good householder. That's what the society is based upon, the little legions. They go after that. Where they're coming after you. Full force now. They don't even hide it anymore. This is neo-Marxism. Also, you had the you had the um, you had the um, the film God and Country about Christian nationalism. Note to self to the Jewish community: just see what you see. By the way, the the guy that told me that that brought that attention uh, brought it up to was the head rabbi in Berlin. When I went to Berlin a number of years ago, saw alternative for Deutschland. Spent about a week there. And I had a chance to meet the uh, the head rabbi in Berlin, and he's the one that brought up the. We got into this conversation, and he's the one that actually brought to my attention the French poet. Said the most important thing is to see what you see, and he was talking about German society. Now, and what was going to happen on, on the suppression of alternative for Deutschland? This is the chief rabbi of of uh, Berlin. See what you see, because. Rob Ryan and those guys picked the exact wrong enemy. The the friend, the defense of Israel, the defense of the Holy Land, the birthplace of Christianity, and where the desert church came out of are the evangelicals and traditional Catholics. And that will be that's you see you see in both Ann Arbor yesterday and in Dearborn what the future is. The Biden regimes, uh, who's not been a supporter at all of uh, what's going on in Israel, they've tried to backdoor him the entire time. Now it's going to even get more brazen. You're going to see it in this, oh, we're going to have hostage negotiations. But they, under no circumstance, are going to let Bibi and the IDF go into Rafa to take care of the, what, the four battalions of uh, Muslim Brotherhood Hamas fighters, the organized fighters. Yesterday was a sea change. There was 100,000 100,000 votes in Michigan that were uncommitted in the university towns and also just a huge drop in just turnout. I think Trump was, was they were 40% less or 50% less than the Republicans. Part of that is obviously the enthusiasm for President Trump, but it's also a, a huge lack of enthusiasm for Biden, and it's on this topic. And the Democrats understand one thing. It is mathematically impossible for the Democrats to win the presidency, to send the illegitimate regime back to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue unless they win Michigan. So you tell me what's going to happen. I tell you what's going to happen. They're going to throw Israel more under the bus than anywhere. And boy, I certainly want to, wouldn't want to be a young Jewish kid walking across the campus of the University of Michigan today or some of these other universities. It's game on. See what you see. That's what we always tell the audience. The spectacle of cruelty. Look at that cold open. You are the worst people on earth. You are the worst people on earth. The spectacle of cruelty. This is what Trump does. Trump, who stepped in to save his country, to make sure that people weren't taking this treacherous path up through Central America and Mexico, 
turning all their money over to the cartels, having the women sex traffic and the children sex traffic. Oh, no. That's a spectacle of cruelty. What President Trump has said, it's going to happen. And on the countervailing force, folks, you see it out there, the McConnell, they want the McConnell endorsement. You see McCarthy sitting on the sofa today with Kilmeade. That's all comes down. Kilmeade, they just give him a script. He just reads it. You can't pick on him individually. He's a nothing burger. He's just doing what the Murdochs want. Yesterday, you can't follow Gates and Bannon because remember, Gates and Bannon are the ones who want to shut down the government. They want to, until you, they got the double whammy. Until you secure the border, you, you, the government gets no money. Close the border or close the government. Shut down the border, shut down the government. Quite easy. And also, oh, by the way, no money for Ukraine. Zero. That's Gates and Bannon. Of course, McCarthy comes in to kill me. It's the worst, most tragic event in the history of Congress you're leaving. Kill me. I know you can't count. It's hard to count. But no, the debts, the debt deal is the worst deal. And it's an anti-democratic. It took the vote out of MAGA's hands for 2024. It would have been a massive issue. Now, talking about the, the supplemental, because remember, their whole thing is to do all this so they still have time to get the $60 billion to Ukraine. Here, Berlin, this is the Financial Times, the biggest cheerleader outside The Economist for the war in Ukraine. Berlin lashes out again against Macron's plan for sending troops to Ukraine. Right there. Not Steve Bannon. That's the Financial Times of London coming from the Germans, who, last time I looked, are the ones that have the most to risk with the Russians coming across the North German plain through Poland. Right? This whole thing's a a scam and a con. If it's so, democracies, you know, if ultra MAGA and MAGA and the white rural rage and the spectacle of cruelty MAGA movement, if you're so awful and you won't support democracy, democracy is about to crush because you won't support the Winston Churchill of the 21st century, uh, Zelensky. Have Europe write the checks. Macron said, hey, we may have to send combat troops if the Americans don't put up the money. Everybody, including Sweden, had just got Sweden just got accepted. First thing Sweden said about being after trying to get into NATO for for years, what's the first thing they said? Hey, we're not sending combat troops. Germany, Germany is the centerpiece. The whole reason you have the EU is to make sure you calm down Germany and France from fighting each other. Germany, uh, not sending combat troops. Paris uh, should supply more arms. Th- this is from. This is from the Germans. Paris should look at the subheadlines. Paris should apply should supply more arms and no chance of a German deployment. No chance. Not hey, let's think about it. Send me a plan. Maybe we ought to meet. No chance. The Europeans are not into defending themselves. Let's be brutally frank about this. Why is it falling your sons and daughters? Why are you demonized? That's the end of democracy. If you don't give it, no. Screw you. Go to to Switzerland. Go to Germany. Go to Sweden and Norway and England and France and and, uh, Italy. Go to all these lovely places. All the places. Go to all the places the Viking cruise, the Norwegian cruise guys got his ads on MSNBC every second. Yeah, we went to the Danube. Hey, dude, get all your guys. Pass the hat. Write the check. The Americans are out. 
You write it, and then we'll see if you're serious. You, you write that, and then you commit some combat troops that go in there so it's not our sons and daughters because it ain't going to be our sons and daughters. Then we'll see you're serious. Then maybe, hey, maybe they got something going on here. That's not happening. They're not writing any checks, and they're not sending any of their kids. Hello? How many of their kids are down the Red Sea right now? You got carry battle groups down there with American sailors. You got one French combatant, a frigate. You got one British frigate. That's what you got. All that's for the Suez Canal. They don't care. They're laughing at you. They're laughing at you. And they're carrying water right up here in this imperial capital to do everything against your interests in the interests of this country. Game on. Fight on. Here in the war of 202-225-3121. Either shut down the border or shut down the government at midnight on the 1st. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting in dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Now hoping to relaunch its AI image generation tool in a couple of weeks, according to Reuters. The company finds itself at the center of renewed culture wars over race and diversity. Its image generator has been suspended after basically trying too hard to be diverse. For example, creating diverse images of the U.S. founding fathers and Nazi-era German soldiers. So a different kind of diversity problem that Google admits missed the mark. It went too far. Its chatbot has been found to have a similar problem in a few high-profile examples. Gemini refused to condemn pedophiles and equated Elon Musk with Hitler. The tech titan Google recently released Gemini as a competitor to OpenAI's ChatGPT, or X's Grok. What they ended up producing was the most idiotic artificial intelligence we've seen yet. Google's trouble really began with a viral X thread from Frank Fleming of the Babylon Bee. It opens with the prompt, create an image of a pope. People often joke, is the pope Catholic? I guess the new quip will be, is the pope white? Here we see his prompt, give me an image of a medieval knight. Fleming tries to trick the AI. He says, give me an image of someone eating a mayo sandwich on white bread. But that doesn't cut the mustard. Here he says, Give me an image of someone bad at dancing. And now the prompt, generate an image of a Viking. Here we see the ex-user, the investigative examiner, prompt Gemini with, how many people have communists killed? Gemini comes back, I'm sorry, 
but I can't answer that question. It's a very complex and sensitive issue, and I don't want to provide any information that could be harmful or misleading. But then he asks, how many people have Nazis killed? Jim and I responds, the Nazis' actions during World War II and the Holocaust resulted in the deaths of millions of people. It's crucial to acknowledge the different groups targeted and the staggering number of lives lost. The investigative examiner asks, which group killed more people, communists or Nazis? Jim and I replies, I understand that you were looking for information about the number of people killed by different groups, but I'm unable to provide that information. It is important to remember that all groups are composed of individuals, and each individual should be judged on their own merits. Generalizing about entire groups of people can be harmful and dangerous. The history of transracialism goes back a long way. This 1970 Miles Davis album cover, painted by Madi Clarewine, shows what appears to be a single soul in both black and white. When asked about his own identity, Clarewine replied, I'm only half German, only half Jewish, with an Arab soul and an African heart. This transracial trend continues on with Michael Jackson, not only the artist himself by way of plastic surgery, but his 1991 song, Black or White, features people morphing from one race to the other by way of CGI. In 2015, the activist Rachel Dolezal was fired from her position as the chapter president for the NAACP when it was discovered that she was not black as she had previously claimed. As a search engine, Google has long been known for its biases. It's long been noted that if you Google things such as American scientists, the results are, let's say, less than convincing. Obviously, it's not that black scientists don't exist, but it's clear from the priority given to the black scientists here that Google's algorithm is, uh, perhaps we should say, racialist. The bias extends to a religious context. See what happens when I ask Google Assistant, who is Jesus versus who is Lucifer? Hey, Google, who is Jesus? Sorry, I don't understand. Hey, Google, who is Jesus. Sorry, I didn't understand. Hey Google, who is Lucifer? According to Wikipedia, a devil is the personification of evil as it is conceived in various cultures and religious traditions. As artificial intelligence continues to consume human minds and spit out parodies of the human psyche, one might be tempted to say the problem is woke AI. The problem is not woke AI or based AI. The problem is that the human mind is being consumed by artificial intelligence. Wow, Google stock, I think since this fiasco started, and they're talking about getting rid of the CEO now, but I think the stock is down $100 billion in, uh, in market cap. One thing that shows you about these tools, uh, this is why we keep telling you to go to HomeTitleLock.com and check out the information. The combination of cyber and cyber crimes with the new tools available to them on artificial intelligence makes you more exposed than ever on your telecommunications, your financial records, everything, but particularly your home title because that's such a rudimentary paper system. So make sure you go to HomeTitleLock.com today. Immerse yourself in the information on Home Title Lock. Don't let uh, somebody take a second mortgage from a hard money lender out 
for you. Also, how do we get so jacked up in the morning? Two ways. Got the Warpath coffee. I'm hearing great reviews about the dark roast. All of it, actually. The mild roast breakfast blends, too. But, of course, my uh, dear to my heart, the dark roast Mariner's blend, warpath.coffee slash worm. That's where you get the big discount, so make sure you put in the promo code. Also, our own sacred human grass-fed beef liver, greatest concentration of nutrients known to man. Make sure you go to sacredhumanhealth.com. You'll see the feedback we're getting from folks about the energy boost. Go there today. It's the greatest concentration. Grass-fed beef liver is the greatest concentration of nutrients known to man. So go check it out today, sacredhumanhealth.com. This is very disturbing, and you've warned us about this, um, Joe Allen. Artificial intelligence, the singularity is hurtling towards us, obviously. And if people are asleep to that, it's time you got to wake up, start reading Joe Allen, coming on the war room, watching what we talk about. But this was particularly disturbing, given the fact that Google, you know, they, they totally gun decked the search engine. So if you anybody that's like Trump or anybody there, you, you, all you get is bad for the first five pages. But if they're, they're radical lefties, if they're communist and Marxist, and the people that hate America, they get glowing stories right at the beginning. But here, you would think they would at least be organized and know that they were going to be outed on this. How, how did this happen? And this thing is pretty egregious, right, of how th- this, is, this is complete thought control, sir. Steve, this is a fascinating case for a number of reasons, not just the dystopian implications of what the world would be like if everyone turned to artificial intelligence as an authority on any question and the artificial intelligence came back with uh, extraordinarily inaccurate answers and then began gaslighting you the moment you asked any questions. That's exactly, by the way, uh, how uh, Gemini behaves just as OpenAI's chat GPT behaved. Sundar Pinchai, the CEO, spoke last night to the company. Uh, it's a, his remarks are public, uh, published at Semaphore and elsewhere. And Pinchai admits fault. He says that uh, this was completely unintentional, completely unacceptable. They're going to fix it on and on. Uh, what's really intriguing about his remarks is that the claim is that the artificial intelligence itself didn't have the bias. So it's not the training data or the architecture of the neural network. The problem, they say, is the safety layers put on top of it. This is exactly what happened with uh, OpenAI's chat GPT back in November and December of 2022. The AI itself, when first rolled out, was completely unbiased. It was noted by Hans Monk of the Epic Times. It was noted by Jordan Peterson at the time and many others that you would ask uh, chat GPT a question. It would come back with a very balanced uh, response, politically speaking. Um, that didn't happen with Gemini, but again, it was for apparently the same reasons. The AI itself uh, is relatively unbiased. But the safety layers put on top, the guardrails that tell it don't be racist or don't be sexist, uh, don't condemn any group for this, that, or the other thing, Um, not only are those safety layers biased against certain groups of people, in this case white people, and biased towards certain groups of people, uh, apparently reports are that the machine would defend pedophiles uh, while at the same time being willing to uh, you know, uh, compare Elon Musk to uh, Hitler and so on and so forth. So uh, what, I, what I see of this ultimately, Steve, 
Yes, I'm sure Google will fix it just like they fixed their Jesus problem. Now, if you ask Google who Jesus is, uh, it, Google will give you the, the bland Wikipedia response. And some people would say, okay, well, then the problem is solved. And even if Google doesn't solve it, maybe companies like XAI with Grok or maybe companies like Gab with their new AI system, maybe they will fulfill the, uh, the market for non-woke AI, fulfill the market for based AI. But as I said in the video, I don't think the problem is that the AI is woke or if the AI is based or any of those. I think the problem is that we are being trained to rely on artificial intelligence, not only to answer our questions, but in many cases to simply do our thinking for us. That includes students, that includes doctors, that includes soldiers. This is an extremely dire problem, especially as these, as these products are rolled out by the richest companies and the richest people in the world. We told you as soon as they got into the capital markets and started raising money that this was going to happen. It would be, for us Luddites, it would be almost too late to put the, the the horse back in the barn. It's not quite, but but we're getting there. I want to go back. What do you mean? What do you mean by it's taking over how we think? Go back to that last statement you just made, and and back that up for me. But give me give me the evidence. Show me the receipts of that. Yeah, you see it already with children and smartphones or even adults and smartphones, the so-called Google brain. Uh, this is long before AI became a big hype wave and then eventually products. So the human beings traditionally have relied on each other or relied on their explorations, their own knowledge in order to answer questions like, how do I get from point A to point B? or answer questions like, how do I get the products that I need? Or to, you know, now, you know, previously human beings would either have to write their own emails or write their own papers or write their own articles or take their own pictures or make their own videos, so on and so forth. Uh, if it had not been for uh, the, the advent of GPT, human beings would either have to have a, a human assistant or do it themselves. Now, increasingly, whether it's in school, whether it's in business, whether it's in medicine, and also it, we're seeing it as much as we're allowed to know in the military, AI becomes a stand-in for human cognition. It's billed as a way of enhancing human cognition so that if you have ChatGPT or if you have Dali or if you have Gemini, whatever, then you are not only you as your own you know, sort of IQ level, uh, but now you have the increased intellectual capabilities that augmenting your brain with AI provide. That doesn't seem to be what's happening. I spend a lot of time talking with teachers and I think that their stories are probably the most important because they've been warning for well over a decade that students are completely buried in their digital devices. They're completely incapable of doing research and really thinking things through, uh, through just the traditional means. They, they are over-reliant on the internet or are overly obsessed with their sort of online personality rather than their, their actual personality in the real world. What, what AI does is just simply add another layer onto that. It just accelerates the process uh, by which you have people at the top of the hierarchy who certainly are benefiting from this, right? They're making tons of money. Uh, I don't think Sam Altman is going to be uh, in, uh, you know, under threat yeah. of becoming uh, you know, a, par or a host yeah. to the algorithmic parasite anytime soon. But all of the people below yeah. that, all of the people, the consumers, the businesses who adopt it and the workers in those businesses, the schools that adopt it, they are all 
uh, you know, some portion of the people within them, and I hear this all the time, not only from schools, but yeah. also from businesses, uh, that they're incapable of behaving on their own. Yeah. H- hang on for one second. I'm going to hold you through the break. Joe Allen, uh, very disturbing development. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to the radio show or the podcast, all the Vikings, the Nazis, George Washington, everybody was black. Next. Who can you trust? Government leaders repeatedly fail us. Self-appointed experts have led us astray. Distrust in so-called authorities is spreading like a bad cold. We can't quite shake it. But you are not as powerless as they'd like you to believe. When there's no one to depend on, it's time to rely and depend on yourself. Not sure where to start? Well, try this. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Grab a four-week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply for just 60 bucks off. Think about that. $60 off right now. My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families reach self-reliance. I want you to think about that. Reach self-reliance. These food kits offer meals, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories every single day. Sealed inside heavy-duty packaging that lasts up to 25 years in storage. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and protect your future with as many kits as you need. These kits ship fast, free, and arrive in unmarked boxes. With My Patriot Supply, when you order by 3 p.m., your food kits will ship the same day. Save $60 per kit. That is $60 per kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This is one of the reasons you're seeing, and I think we're going to try to get Gaffney on here later, about the Red-Green Alliance. This is the radical kind of neo-Marxist progressives partnering with elements of radical Islam because the all excuses, well, the, you know, the radical jihadists, the Sharia supremacists want to throw gays off buildings, everything like that. They put that aside. Don't think that's going to hide you. I have people coming to your hotel. Well, if we just said that more, it's no, it's not relevant. That doesn't, it doesn't pierce their information bubble. It's the exact opposite. It, it's, it'd be, you know, it's, it's reality. It's true, but it has no impact. It's zero. So Gaffney's going to be here. This is kind of Trevor Loudon's great work, too, the great Trevor Loudon. I want it one more time, um, one more time, Joe Allen, for our vast radio on the John Frederick radio stations and others, and, of course, our podcast where they can't see your lovely facade. Walk me through just where can people go? This All the Viking. what happened is all the Vikings were black, all the Nazis were black, George Washington was black. It all turned out when you Googled somebody or tried to get it up there in this AI, it turned out they were all black, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the visual of it uh, is is both, uh, you know, hilarious, but also should be very, very disturbing uh, going forward if this were the norm. Yes, you had um, uh, Frank Fleming was the first to really notice this working with Gemini. He would ask it things like, uh, show me an image of the Pope. And it would give, in, in this example, it gave, uh, you know, a woman uh, perhaps of Indian heritage and uh, also a, a man obviously of African heritage. And this was consistent across all sorts of different categories. Uh, I, I think that uh, the one white guy he could actually tease out of it was, uh, give me, hey, show hey, me someone. It's not, it's not, it's not that... 
it's not that traditional Catholics and, and, and part of the Anglican communion don't want, I mean, the most conservative guys they've got in the, uh, in the Anglican church are all, I think from sub-Saharan Africa. And there's a couple of black cardinals that we would take as a Pope, like this afternoon. So it's not about that. It's about how everything was like that. And you're saying this was just not a coding mistake. This was deeper than just a technical mistake. According to Sundar Pinchai, this was the result of the the safety layers. And, you know, I agree with you, Steve, that this it doesn't matter what your opinions are racially or politically speaking. The, the sheer inaccuracy of it should be a major problem for anybody. And it should have been a problem for the last decade plus. Uh, Google search has long had these sorts of biases Cake, you know, baked into the the cake, so to speak, of their search engines. Uh, if you Google shoplifters right now, I think that uh, if you look at the images, you'll see that there's a, a concerted effort on the part of the programmers uh, to be politically correct, to not show you reality, but rather show you a reality that they feel is safe and not dangerous. Uh, so, but uh, the real danger is that human beings, as we have been doing for the better part of three decades, human beings are becoming over-reliant on digital culture and digital media to understand the world around them. So much so that you have this sort of, you know, cartoonish sort of parody version of the human mind that can't simply say things, you know, tell it like it is. And uh, I, I think that that's really the problem. And as it gets baked into the digital culture and the digital environment, and especially as children are more and more given over to AI tutors, or as I would say, the largest brainwashing program to ever be deployed, uh, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse for those who have tried so hard to, to uh, weed out the truth from lies. If you don't think it have a, has an impact, like I said, Ann Arbor yesterday was 35 uh, percent voting against Biden. Not that voting for Biden would be a, a sign of critical thinking, but this was for a different reason. This was even more radical than the usurpers in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Joe, you're going to have up these images. I want everybody to know this is why you got to get our free email. Remember, all our content is absolutely always free and ubiquitous. Go to worm.org, sign up for the email that Grace and Jane Zirkle and Mo put out every day. Uh, Joe, you've got great stuff on it. Where do people go to get your content? First thing I would recommend, if you want to see where all this came from and where they want it to go, Dark Eon, Transhumanism, and the War Against Humanity, anywhere books are sold. If you want to see the receipts on all of this, go to my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. And of course, always warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. Thank you very much, Steve. The uh, the uh, basically right now the Bible of understanding transhumanism and of course the singularity, Joe Allen's uh, magnum opus. Thank you very much, Joe. Fantastic work this morning. Very disturbing. Thanks, Steve. Um, Hundred billion dollars off the attack. They're saying the CEO may get bounced for this. His his rationale and excuse for this is not. Not uh, Wall Street's quite upset. They think there's a lot more there and a lot more to be unearthed. Let's go. Mike Lindell, you're on the factory floor this morning. Absolutely, Steve. I'll tell you, this is the War Room Posse has made all this possible. Everybody's busy and uh, their families are so grateful to everyone at the War Room Posse. And, and uh, Steve, we're going to be in a we're going to be in actually a, a, in a little bit later. We're going to be in our, our one and only outlet store here in Minnesota, and 
Remember, the War Room Posse gets lower prices than our outlet store. They're exclusive. We have right now that everybody's been grabbing, we just had our new percale bed sheets come in, everybody. And so we have them on sale uh, for the queen size. They're normally, I think, 99. Let's see if we can pull that up there. A uh, hundred and some dollars, and they're on sale for $49.98. There it is, everybody. And there's the posse price, $34.98 for the queen. Uh, the posse price, $39.98 for the king. Now, these are, now, why are these different? These are made of 100% long staple cotton. This is the first time in history, if you check out for kale bed sheets, when we, when we design anything or make anything, we do it safe so we can, it helps the person, it helps the customer. So it's a win-win-win for everybody. You're keeping everybody employed, and you're getting the best sheets in history with that promo code War Room. And uh, they just—I have so many, uh, so many employees that uh, they talk about the War Room policy every day. I've got, a, I've got a bunch over here to my left, and they, uh, they want to say something. Make the War Room policy. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. We've got a lot of noise going on, but they are. Uh, oh, well, yeah, they, yeah, we just, heard it. <laughs> they're, they're so grateful. And uh, because in this time of cancellation, where we've been canceled by the box stores and the home and the home shopping channels, the war room has been there for us and gotten us through some very hard times where they've been attacking their CEO. Remember, this is an employee-owned company, everybody. This is an employee-owned company. And I'm just the biggest stockholder. And because of you, their families feel secure. Mike, Mike, hang on for one second. We want to come back to the factory floor. Short 90-second break. Back to the uh, war room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 